0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Now. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Now. Rolls to the right. Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there. Enzo, caught. Touchdown to Cornwallis. Market Jones! Death Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cord Lion! Corn Brand! Death Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid. What's going on, everybody? Monday here for the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Always trying to get you that fantasy football talk here on a Monday. Um, Still before the Monday night football game, but uh, after the big week of NFL and all your teams and and all that type of stuff. So super excited to be here. Um, What what I want to do on this show, it's going to be a little different than I've done in the past. I'm going to start off normal. I want to get you guys to uh, work through some of the leaders from this past week, talk about them a little bit, who might need to be on your radar, surprises, things like that. It may be uh, some injury talk if anything major jumps out to me. And then what I want to do for the back half of this show is I want to do a before-Monday Night Football and an after-Monday Night Football part. So what I'm going to do is I have a couple leagues that are big time that I'm, like, hanging on or I'm kind of in the lead but need to hang on here on Monday night. This is a Monday night game where... We've got the Chiefs and the Chargers, two teams that I think have a lot of people on both sides uh, offensively that will impact your fantasy roster. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the guys I'll be looking at tonight, what I think will happen, you know, will I win, will it be close, and then I'm going to actually turn on the mic after the game um, or early tomorrow morning and give you guys kind of what really happened. Did I get the dub ski? Did I fall short? And uh, we'll have some fun that way. So let me uh, let me see here. Let me get the old soundboard going. Um, see if I can't hit you guys with a little bit of that uh, two-minute drill. Now, now, one thing I wondered is like, has anybody been checking out uh, Prime Time, Prime Time on uh, ESPN Plus? I have not checked it out yet with Boomer and TJ and all them, but keep meaning to be like, man, I need to watch them, but I think it's like 7.30 on a Sunday night, and I just haven't been able to uh, hit it up. Usually there's a game ending, and the new one's beginning right there at 8, so I haven't pulled them up yet, but uh, like you say, you cannot go wrong with this music, so let me get you a little bit of stats, you know, it might go a little bit longer than our normal two-minute drill, but uh, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Top quarterback when it comes to fantasy football this week was Dak Prescott. All you Lions fans out there listening to this show on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast know he sliced and diced us for 444 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, was only sacked once. Um, that's tough to beat. Uh, next on the list was Jimmy G. He went for 424 and four tutties with uh, two picks and got sacked twice. So another good day for them. They were able to chalk up another victory. And then the third guy on the list, they saw this name, Kyle Allen. The uh, Bumsky over there uh, Actually, it's a guy in Carolina I was thinking about the guy in Denver That's starting But uh, what's his, Brandon Allen Or something like that But uh, Kyle Allen, pretty good quarterback Been doing good things for the Panthers He goes for 325 But then as I look over No touchdowns, 4 INTs 5 sacks A quarterback rating of 47.5 Oy oh, I you know, Good yardage, but everything else is brutal Let's move down to the running backs. Look at running backs. I mean, look at the name at the top of this list when it comes to running backs. Jonathan Williams of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, what's funny is uh, one of the big matchups I'm trying to win, the guy had Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack's tearing it up, and then all of a sudden, he tears up his hand. I guess broke a bone in his hand. Goes out. Even though he had already went over 100 yards, which in our league you get bonus points. But then Jonathan Williams, just a cast off, uh, comes in for 13 rushes, 116 yards. I mean, wow, what a day for that guy. Next on the list, the guy you wouldn't expect, Gus Edwards. I guess everybody had stats for the Baltimore Ravens. They just absolutely trounced the Houston Texans. Thanks a lot Deshaun Watson. Uh You killed me in a couple of my leagues. Gus Edwards goes for 8 for 112. I think he had a big run there where uh, he found the end zone. And then you got Josh Jacobs after that. Rookie's just been balling out, doing real good things. So those are your top three rushers. Let me look down here at the receivers. Receiving leaders. This is wideouts and tight ends included. Michael Gallup killed the Detroit Lions as well. And how did he kill him? What were his stat lines? Nine for 148. Somehow he didn't find the end zone, but nine for 148. Just making crazy plays all over the field. Not good if you're a Detroit Lions defense. Next guy on the list, wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta Falcons. He went for eight catches, 143 and a touch. Um, That's always good. We can get those kind of numbers. And John Brown. I know I got my music on loop here. John Brown. Went for nine catches. John Brown's usually a guy with Buffalo, formerly of Arizona and Baltimore. John Brown's usually a guy who catches, like, two balls for 75 and a touch. But he goes for nine here for 137 and two end zone uh, drops. Are you kidding me? Like, big time day for John Brown and that Buffalo uh, offense. Look at the next two names on my list. Devontae Parker, oh my goodness, he's coming out of the woodwork finally after everybody had quit on this guy, 7 for 135, I guess this Miami Dolphins are probably just throwing all day, another 37-20 loss, so somebody's got to get the yardage, and this year it's been Devontae Parker, and then, and then look at this guy, Deebo Samuel starting to have some days for san francisco i see you, rookie a guy wanted in a detroit lions uniform to be a slot receiver and a a big play type guy a lot of grit to him he's has uh, been tearing it up and my my guy stefan diggs for the minnesota vikings was kind of having a ho home nothing day and all of a sudden i saw my score change on a big touchdown uh, five for 121 and a score that i think was a 40 50 yard or so stefan diggs rounds out those receivers Lots of names you wouldn't expect. Some guys you would. Another crazy day in fantasy football. I mean, you just never know who's going to blow up. Who's going to get hurt. All of it could cost you a W or an L. My music's about to run out. And those are your stats for this week on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. So now that I got the stats in, let's do this. Monday Night Football. Let me pull up my teams where I'm trying to get this dub. Trying to get this win. So, again... As I'm pulling that up, let's talk about Chargers Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs is self-explanatory. It all starts with Pat Mahomes. The guy's back. I don't think he has any limitations with the knee issue that he had for a couple weeks there. You know, Tyreek Hill is the guy. I mean, I keep telling you guys, if if you don't watch many Chiefs games, make sure you watch and watch Tyreek Hill every time off the ball. He's the fastest player in football. He looks even faster than he is fast when you watch him in a game or on tape. He's absolutely unbelievable. If he can, you know, keep keep it clean, you know, off the field. Gosh, he's a guy you have to get in fantasy football. I think he's a, a you know, moving up to be a first, early, second round pick for Tyree Kill just because of his electric speed and the fact that any week he can just win you the week by himself. I talked about that a couple weeks ago about how he can just. Win the week uh, based on a couple of plays. Tyreek Hill does that better than anybody. Miko Hardman's a hard guy to figure out for the Chiefs. He's a rookie wide receiver out of Georgia. This guy, like sometimes I look at his numbers and he doesn't see any catches, isn't even on the field. And then there's been quite a few games this year, especially for a rookie, kind of a speed wideout where you're looking and going, man, he had four for 110 and a touchdown, you know, something like that. And, uh, that can definitely help you out, no doubt about it. So Miko Hardman's uh, kind of the number two weapon, I'd say, on that team. Sammy Watkins, uh, this was a guy that balled out week one. Has absolutely been just terrible uh, since then. But uh, I could see him having a big game. I could use him in my uh, Pro Football Focus League. I got Sammy Watt and Hunter Henry. i um, not really planning on Watkins doing a ton, but... I would love it if he could get over that 100-yard mark and get a touchdown. When you go to the running back position, I heard Damian Williams had, uh, I think he was sick or he had some type of knee ailment, something like that. Um, I'm not a big fan of Damian Williams. I don't think he's ever really done it at a consistent, long level. You know, he had that back half of last year. Everybody fell in love with this guy. He's in an incredible offense. So if he is healthy and if he gets touches, he doesn't see many heavy boxes. So he can be a good player when it comes to that. But, like I say, if he's not fully healthy, you know, they kind of shelve Shady McCoy. I, I still like Shady McCoy a little bit better in this offense. I know I've talked to people, and they're kind of like, ah, oh, he's done. He's droppable, you know. Shady McCoy's out there in your league or available. I'm trying to scoop him up because, you know, one injury to Damian Williams, one bad game. I could see Shady being back in there. Shady can still catch it, run it. You know he's loose with the football. That's what gets him on the pine. Some of those fumbles, some of those stupid plays he has. But in that offense, I mean, Chitty McCoy is the running back I'd rather have, to be honest. Um, but I, I see them just winging it around tonight. I see big, big things from the receiver, and now we get to the tight end. Everybody knows Travis Kelsey's the guy there in Kansas City. Him and Pat Mahomes. So in the big league on ESPN that I want to win. It's with all my good buddies from back in the day. Probably been doing this league for over a decade. I think I got one or two championships, but I need to get back in the winner's circle. I have 127.5 points. The guy I'm going against has 117.5. Now, last night, I had Allen Robinson and Aaron Donald, who both did nothing throughout the game. And then Aaron Donald came with a couple of huge sacks at the end of the game, which got me in this little 10-point lead that I have. It should have been more had Allen Robinson showed up, and I also kind of got uh, the other team had some late points by someone as well. But I'll take the 10-point cushion, and it's Travis Kelsey versus Hunter Henry straight up. We um, – no – uh, we actually have a little team component in this where he has Kansas city. So if Kansas city wins, he gets a bonus three. If they blow out the chargers that could go up to five or six. So I'm hoping the chargers can hang in this game. I don't see the chargers winning it. And, uh, gosh, just gotta, in this league, there's big bonuses. If you get over a hundred yards, that's a big bonus. If you get, uh, You know, that yardage plus the bonus plus the touchdown, we're talking big points. So a 10-point lead is really not that much when you're talking about a player like Travis Kelsey. Now, Hunter Henry, uh, gosh, this was a guy that everybody forgot about. This is a smaller league, uh, eight teams, but super competitive. And I couldn't believe he was just sitting out there on the waiver wire. I think I scooped him up one or two weeks before he came back from, I believe it was his knee injury that he had. Uh, Scooped him up. He's basically been in my lineup ever since. I mean, the guy came right off the injury report, and I mean, putting up great stat lines. Focal part of that offense. He's a smooth football player. I've really been happy with how he's played coming off the injury. So I I like Hunter Henry to be in the mix here. I mean, again, a, a normal type game is him for him. I'd say it's forty to sixty yards, maybe a touchdown, a good game. You know, you're creeping around that eighty to hundred. Uh, Mark and a touchdown. He has had multiple touchdowns uh, in a game, but, you know, and that Kansas City defense is terrible. So I'm really hoping that, you know, Phil Rivers looks to find him. And even if I can just tread water with a 10-point lead, if Kelsey doesn't get over that 100 mark and find the end zone once or twice, I should be okay. This one does worry me though. I could see me showing up later, do the end of this podcast, and saying, Oh my goodness, Travis Kelsey, are you freaking kidding me? You had that type of game to steal a victory from me. But what I'm thinking is going to happen is going to be nip and tuck towards the end. I'm thinking they've got me projected to score 140, and it says ESPN says I have a 91% chance of winning right now. I would say I probably score around that 135 range. And I bet you the other team goes from 117, uh, I'd say they're going to be in that 130 to 133-ish range. I think it's going to be a anywhere from a 2 to a 5-point victory for my squad, which would be absolutely huge. I think if I win this one, you know, I'm pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. Uh, could it even maybe move all the way up to number 2, I believe, in our rankings um, for playoff seeds. So... Definitely need to get that dub. Now, the other league is another league we've been doing for a while. It's the league where I'm the double champ, the champ champ, trying to defend my belt, and I'm scratching and clawing to get in the playoffs. Right now, I'm on the outside looking in. I think I'm in fifth. Four teams qualify for the playoff. Now, this one on paper looks like shouldn't be a worry. I'm up 144.5 to 105.5. So a good 40-ish point lead there. But I'm looking at this guy's team, and he's got Damian Williams, who I just talked about. Not a fan, but depending on where his health is, he could do some things. And Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is always a guy that can blow up too for the Chargers. Now, the good thing, and the reason I feel like I got this in the bag, is because I got my boy, the guy that should have been a Detroit Lion at the trade deadline, Melvin Gordon the third. Melvin Gordon is just getting it cranking. I, I can't see how people watch this guy, his size, his speed, his ability to do everything and act like, oh, he's an okay player. He's okay running back. If I was a team this offseason, man, I'd be giving this guy, like, top top 10, top 8 even top five type money from the running back position. I think he's just kind of turned 26 years old. I love having Melvin Gordon in my lineup there. So I'm thinking Melvin will, you know, have a good day, especially that Kansas City defense. And I could see Keenan Allen having a big day, which, again, if he creeps over the 100, gets in the end zone once or twice, that could make it tight. If he just has a pedestrian day, even yardage-wise, maybe he gets 80, 90, 75 yards but doesn't find the end zone. I'll be fine because, you know, Damian Williams had some big games last year. I don't want to write him off, but I'm just not chalking him up for a 20-point game. Keenan Allen could end up in that 15-30 to 30 type range. He's been known to do that, but both those players would have to go off and Melvin would have to just do nothing in this ballgame. And in pro football focus, the guy has Austin Eckler. I'm hoping that Gordon gets the majority of the touches you know, Eckler's going to get some in the passing game. But get the ball to Melvin Gordon so that that guy doesn't get points for Eckler. And in that one, like I said, I got Hunter Henry and Sammy Biscuits, Sammy Watkins. So hopefully those guys tear it up and give me the dubs. So that's my pre-Monday Night Football part. I'm going to pause the podcast. I'm going to come back either tonight or uh, tomorrow, probably morning, or as soon as I get a chance, I'll knock out the rest, tell you what happened, tell you if I got the win. Everybody is going to be on the edge of their seats for this Monday Night football game. We got Pat Mahomes, Damian Williams, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, gosh, uh, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey on the on the Charger side, Gordon Eckler, Rivers, uh, Mike Williams. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. I mean, gosh, anytime you can get like five, six players on an offense that are all fantasy contributors, it could be good. You know that's going to be a good Monday Night Football game for fantasy football. So hopefully it's real good for my squads. I need dubs in those two leagues. The others I'm not too worried about or they got the victory. So um, we'll see what happens. But I'm feeling pretty good. Hopefully I'm feeling pretty good when I come back on to finish the show. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll be back. Ended the Fantasy Football Flavor Podcast. I was trying to do something different. I was like, all right, let let me do part of the pod before Monday Night Football. I got a couple big matchups. You know, Monday Night Football is always that final game of the week where you're sitting there. You might have a guy or two playing against a couple other people. You know, a play here or there can uh, swing it for you. So I set it up for you guys before the break. I talked about, you know, I had Hunter Henry. Another guy had Travis Kelsey. Let me get to that in a moment First off, the other matchup I had You know, I had Melvin Gordon The other guy had Damian Williams and Keenan Allen Uh, I got a nice win there I had a really big cushion, I think a 40 point cushion You know, Keenan Allen didn't blow up And Damian Williams got hurt So so that was no issue, that's a big win That gets me in the playoffs uh, as of now In that league, which was big But I want to spend the majority Of my time Talking about the Hunter Henry Travis Kelsey matchup. This was one of the biggest gut punches I've ever had. Probably oh, I I'm hesitant to say the most because there might have been another one that maybe made me miss the playoffs back in the day or a couple years ago. Oh, but this <laughs> This was incredible. So, so hang with me. I'm gonna try to just off top of my head, kind of talk you through what happened or what I remember happening, and just kind of how brutal this was for me. So, so I start the matchup up ten points, which in this league is pretty decent. You know, that's a, that's a pretty good amount. I, I'm watching the game. I'm actually working on a few other things, and the first play of the game, I see Hunter Henry get cut loose. He comes off the line doing like a flare route and no one covers him. And Phillip Rivers throws it to him. I mean, this guy had, he might've scored on the play from like 50, 60 yards out. He falls over his own two feet and picks up like 11 yards, maybe even less, maybe eight. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, if he catches it and keeps his feet, he, he easily runs for 20, 30, probably 40 plus yards, if not score. So that was the first one, but Hunter Henry makes a catch, you know, as I'm continuing to watch, you know, not totally focused on the game at this point, but watching, you know, Hunter Henry's making a few plays, end up with, you know, a few catches, 30 yards, whatever it may be. First half is going by, you know, Travis Kelsey's got a big goose egg, hasn't done anything, you know, the Chiefs are struggling. Um... We got Pat Mahomes is just not lighting it up. So everything is going swimmingly at this point. I think I'm up maybe 15 at this point. No no worries whatsoever. Get to late in the half. You know, probably, you know, a few minutes left in the half. Again, really doing nothing offensively for the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes throws one of his fadeaway 30-yard balls down the field to guess who? Travis Kelsey. One catch, 31 yards. You know, okay. You know, don't love it because in a, in that league, that's about a three and a half, four point play. So I don't love it. You know, that that that's starting to make things tighter. But but no big deal, right? I I want to say they went into the half that way. Travis Kelsey may have got, I think he got another couple passes his way, but didn't catch it. So in the locker room, you know, 31 yards on one catch. I'm up probably 12 points somewhere in that range. We come out of the half, and I swear there was not another person on the field except Travis Kelsey. This guy was doing, which I don't understand why the Detroit Lions don't do this with T.J. Hawkinson. He would literally come off the line, run like a three-yard route, turn around, and get the football. Like, consistently over and over again. Is like, I mean, I could have run this route. You just basically take four steps forward, turn around and the guy throws you a three yard pass right in your chest. And then you maybe fall forward for two, three, four yards. So he's getting these all night now in the second half, which is just frustrating me to death. I'm getting beat by paper cuts, you know, that it's just, Here we go. Now he's got two points. Now he's got four points. Now another, you know, two and a half points, you know, he's just cutting into my lead. Right. So I'm sitting there. We're we're probably late. I'd say in the third quarter here, maybe, you know, four or five minutes left, whatever it was. And and the chiefs are probably, probably 30 yards away from the end zone. And, And I see Travis Kelsey out left, everybody else out to the right. I'm thinking, you know, like, like if, if Pat Mahomes takes the ball and looks left, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm toast. This is gonna be bad. What does he do? Set Hut. He looks to the left. He throws a corner route to Travis Kelsey. Catches the football. Gets his feet in. Not only another 30 plus yards, touchdown. Now this guy is getting towards. In this league, we got hundred yard bonuses for players as well. So now he's pushing the bonus. He's probably up at 70 some yards. With this touchdown, you know, it takes my 10 plus point lead, and now I'm losing by half a point. Now, mind you, the other guy in this contest has the Kansas City Chiefs team, which in this league we have head coaches or teams, which means like if your team wins just by, you know, regular margin, you get three bonus points. If they win by a, a blowout, per se, you get plus six. If they lose, you're getting a minus three minus two somewhere in that range. So so I know he's got Kansas City in his back pocket who's up right now so so I'm frustrated. I'm like I, am I really down a half a point point? and knowing that he's got Kansas City he'll probably win this game. so I'm really down three and a half at this point. but again we're in the late third quarter, fourth quarter, you know should be able to come back. Nothing really happens. You know, Travis Kelsey gets peppered again for another 15 yards. Now he's at 90-some. So I'm thinking, you know, he's going to get to the bonus. But sure enough, you know, they start to kind of turn it over. The uh, Chargers put a few drives together. You know, not throwing to Hunter Henry, of course. But but hear me out. I mean, I know it's like I'm talking about my league again. But, like, I just want to walk you through this frustration of fantasy football. I need this win to go from probably out of the playoffs to probably second in this league. It's only like one or two weeks after this. I'm in a dogfight here in this matchup. So what would happen late in the game? Hunter Henry catches a 15-yard ball. You know, now I'm up a point and a half. Okay, but I know he's got the three points still in his back pocket, so now I'm going to lose by a point and a half. But there's still time left. We get to this final drive. I'm going to speed this up to the final drive because this is where it just gets absolutely crazy. Hunter Henry, so in this league too, so you get the you get the point for 10 yards. So let's say you're stuck on, I don't know, like Hunter Henry was. I think he was at um, 60, was at 59 yards, somewhere in that range. So as we head into what might be the last drive for the Chargers, I'm saying – you know, just make a few plays. So in that drive, I remember first play, they throw a stick route to Hunter Henry. He just runs up the field, turns around. Of course, Phillip Rivers throws it outside. He wasn't expecting it outside. Hits off his hands, drop. That would have been, you know, got me a, a tie, basically. It would put me up uh, three, I think, at that point. He drops it. Comes back, makes another play. get up a, Get up a few points, whatever it is. We get to the final drive of this football game. I'm like, all right. Travis Kelsey isn't going to get his bonus, which is crazy. He stopped at 92. Even if the Chiefs get it back, they're just going to kneel on it or run the clock out. So all I need is for Hunter Henry to get maybe 15 yards, two catches would be great. I think one yard for or one catch for 11 wins me this fantasy matchup. Like I said, they they try to get it to Hunter Henry. I think once can't get it to him. Next play. That they go to him. They throw the ball. This guy runs up the field. Again, one catch for 11 yards gets me the victory by a half a point because he would get the he get the point for the 10. He would go up over another 10. So there's two points plus a half for the catch. So two and a half. I'm down by a half. This uh, or you know would have got me the victory. Would have got me three and a half point lead, which wiped my hands clean. You know even when he gets the three points for the Chiefs, he wins. Hunter Henry catches this ball, runs up field, and gets stopped at ten and a half yards. And they don't give him the extra yard. They they mark it back one. He ends up with 69 yards. So he got me a, a, a point going over the ten. He fell one yard short of the other point that I needed. And he got me a half for the catch. So now I'm up two and a half points. The Chargers continue to drive down the field, throwing the ball to Keenan Allen, trying to throw the ball to Austin Eckler. What do they do? Phillip Rivers inside the red zone now after the big catch by Mike Williams. So all he really needs to do is throw a stick route to Hunter Henry. A touchdown to Hunter Henry would have been great inside the 15, I believe they were at the time. What does he do? Phillip Rivers throws a just a terrible pass on first down to the right corner, Not open, totally covered, interception. I look at the scoreboard. I know that I'm only up two and a half. The Chiefs have now won the football game. (laughs) The plus three is added to the Chiefs. I lose by a half a point. (sighs) Now, again, it's like, oh, you lost. No big deal. Like, the big deal is I'm up 10. The big deal is this win takes me from fifth to second, The big deal is the guy behind me that's fighting for the playoffs wins. So now he's right on my tail. And I just can't understand how it can come that close and fall that short. Like, had I been behind and I get within a half and I can't get over the hump, no big deal. But to, like, lose the lead, come back and get the lead by two and a half, knowing that if it was three and a half, there's no way he can beat me is just the ultimate in fantasy football frustrations. I mean, I still can't believe it, to be honest. Like, part of me wishes I would have done this pod as it was happening because it was just every play was just like, if if Hunter Henry just catches a football, I win. If he gets one more yard anyway, I win. If, you know, during the game, Travis Kelsey fumbles, I would have won. You know, if he would have probably had one less catch, I would have won. But everything just added up to a half-point loss in this type of competitive league. All my good buddies from back in the day trying to get to that championship level. It just frustrated me to no end. So, like, part of me, like I said, wish I would have done it live. Part of me was like, I got to get this pod done right after. And I couldn't do it. I was in that zone where, like, I was pissed. But I was also kind of in that zone of I can't believe that just happened and just was so frustrated. I just sort of... Turned the TV off. Went to bed. Busy work day today. But I'm like, I got to make time to knock out the rest of this podcast and tell people what happened. Because that right there is why I wanted to do a before and after of fantasy football. Before, I told you, you know, it's going to be close. I told you I'd probably win by a few points. I told you Travis Kelsey has the opportunity with, you know, 70, 80, 90 yards and a touchdown to beat me. Sure enough, exactly what happened happened. My guys just didn't do enough. Hunter Henry didn't even play that bad, but he just did not get that one extra catch, one extra yard that I needed to get the W. So that's the ultimate fantasy football frustration. Normally it's not that close. Normally you're losing, you know, because you put in somebody you shouldn't have on your team, or you lost by ten. You know, those aren't as hard to take, but when it's a half point, when it's a tie, when it's one play here, there that beat you. I mean, Oh my gosh, that's, that's the thrill if you're on the good side and just the agony, if you're, if you come up short, because like I say, it's just like the NFL, that's a win or a loss. There's no extra points. Cause it was close. There's no, you know, good job. It's, it's just straight up L like you lost by 50. So wanted to break that down for you guys, a really tough loss, but you know, here we come on uh Tuesday morning, You know, in that league, I'm hanging on by a thread to a playoff spot and I get to play the team right behind me this week. So it's kind of like the NFL again. Take it, you know, to the next week. I just got to beat the team in front of me. If I do that, I should be in the playoffs. I know a lot of you guys out there listening are in the exact same spot where you've lost some heartbreakers. Maybe you won a couple. You're sitting here late in the fantasy season, maybe you know one to two weeks probably left in your regular season. Maybe you're playing a team that's right behind you. Maybe you're playing the team that's right in front of you. A win either takes you ahead or drops you out of the playoffs. Got to get those W's just like our Detroit Lions, just like the NFL teams. They're just trying to get that W and see how it shakes out at the end of the year. So that's my story. Got a good victory in one league, an absolute heartbreaker, probably one of the worst last minute, last play one yard losses I've ever had in fantasy football. So, That's it, everybody, for the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. I hope you had a great week in fantasy. Uh, Make sure you get those lineups in. Check out my article on USA Today Lions Wire on Thursday morning, the Fantasy Football Weekly, where I'm uh, talking all things fantasy, giving you waiver wire pickups, uh, top projected players, best matchups to watch, players to keep an eye on. Detroit Lions breakdown on, on their matchup when it comes to fantasy. So please check that out. Please support me there. I'd really appreciate it. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Derek Oakry, D-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Really appreciate everybody out there listening. Take care. Have a great week. I'm out. Pack the bags. Start the this game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.